Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. The following is a public service announcement. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. That's right. We're talking Beetlejuice this Halloween week. That's right. Shake your titties. It's Halloween kitties. Let's get into this fabulous movie. You got Danny Elfman doing the score. You got Tim Burton doing the directing. Catherine O'Hara. Winona Ryder. Gina Davis. Fucking Alec Baldwin, who plays the president now. It's fucking bananas. Michael Keaton. Keaton. The best Batman ever. The best Batman ever. Okay. How do you watch it? It was weird watching watching this movie and then seeing all these people I'm like how is that skinny nerdy guy now a big fat dude that plays the president on SNL know. You know? Yeah. and I'm like how is this teenager now a middle aged mom, mom on, on Netflix every <laughs> fucking you know yeah. like who are these people like this is my youth here on display and I'm it's like it's so yes, funny though yes. because I watch this movie and I'm a child again like all these people are st- like I'm still a child and Winona Ryder's still older than me as a teenager yeah. and Gina Davis yeah. is still my mom like <laughs> I don't yeah, know I just go right back into it here's the thing that I gotta say about this about my childhood the thing that I remember vividly watching before this movie and you might be on the same page as me was the cartoon. I lived, I, I lived, breathed, and guys, died. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. Ask if you guys remember the cartoon. I watched that movie. The, the, the cartoon. Yeah, every the Saturday. Cartoon is, yep. Yeah, the cartoon is what introduced me to the movie. So when I saw the movie as a kid, I'm like, where the hell is everybody? Like, where is Pierre the skeleton guy? Where's the. <laughs> like, where are they? Yeah. Like, like are they going to show up? Where are they? He's like, I know Beetlejuice and I know Lydia. It's like, where is everybody else? And I remember the parents being in there every once in a while. But I'm like, these are the people I remember. Where is the neither world? Where are all these things? Yeah, so no, I was this- introduced. I was the same as you. I was introduced to the yeah. show first because I was, I was two when this movie came out, maybe. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was sure. definitely introduced to the cartoon <laughs> first. Yeah, not me. Yeah. I, I was the other way around. You I were the other way around. The, I saw the movie okay. first and then the cartoon. Well, thinking. you were eight, so yeah, yeah, I was a little older. I guess I was six, but still, though, I was in. I was in. I remember being like around ten. When the show ended in syndication, and I remember what, like I said, I lived, breathed, and died that show. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out there was a movie, I'm like, I need to see this movie because I love the cartoon. And when I saw it, it was like a holy shit, what the hell did I just see? Oh, it's so fun. I adore. And, uh, yeah, I, I can I can adore this movie completely separated from the cartoon. Yes. And, yes. It, and it's better that way. Like, they're better yeah. on their own. It's because they're so yeah. different. Than yeah, like, they the did cartoon, make them so different. Like, the cartoon so, basically had nothing to do with the movie. No, and it was like no, they went on the their thing. whole own adventures and, like, you know, did their own thing in the cartoon. And I completely dug it. Like, I dig the characters yeah. in the film, but I completely dug the the characters in the cartoon too as a child i was like this fucking rocks yeah we had the best cartoons yeah and see the other thing too the other movie that that happened the same thing with me was with ghostbusters i remember living breathing and dying the cartoon and then Mm -hmm. seeing the movie and it's like what is going on like you're a kid you're accustomed to seeing the cartoon but once you get older and you appreciate the greatness of the movies it makes everything that much better but yeah i agree with you angie we had awesome cartoons when we were kids and you know funny story about ghostbusters i saw two first before i saw the first one or the cartoon <laughs> i don't know how don't that rem- happened I yeah I don't, I don't remember that though <laughs> but yeah let's let's get let's get back to the awesomeness of beetlejuice yes beetlejuice it's probably one of the most perfect movies i think that has ever been made okay i have to say a few things about this movie. <laughs> okay okay first of all it's weird seeing this as an adult and watching it and paying attention to it for the podcast and thinking back when you were a kid and watching and be like, this is yeah. the perfect kid movie because it's so random. It's so like yeah. goofy 
and like just so much stuff happens and it's like got a little bit of fright in there and it's got it deals with death and the afterlife in such a comical way that even you know kids can just not be scared of anything yeah right? yeah but then you watch it as an adult and i'm like what was wrong with me as a child like none of this shit <laughs> makes sense yeah, no i watched it as an adult and i was like i love it i, I love still it love so this much. movie but none of it makes any fucking sense okay. no it okay. does All right. to me i, I do like... i do want to point out a few things okay before we get started into the movie okay because I love this movie and I'm not shitting on this movie because I do yeah. love this movie and I will always love this movie. But this is how awesome this movie is, right? Beetlejuice was the first DVD sent out on Netflix in 1998. Wow. The very Holy first shit. damn movie that Netflix ever was fucking Beetlejuice. So Beetlejuice, that's yes. how amazing this movie is, right? And I'm going to go on a soapbox here. Or uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, Michael Keaton is the greatest actor in the world. The, okay, the best. He okay. He was Batman. He right? was Vulture. Yeah, he, he, he was Beetlejuice. He is he was our, everybody. Okay, Michael Keaton is our childhood, basically. Yes. Right? Yes. And the fact that okay, he got very little direction on the character from Tim Burton. Basically, according to the trivia, Tim Burton said. Um, Beetlejuice is having been lived in every time period, but no time period. And Keaton yeah. used this as a jumping off point to create the character with such features as the shock hairdo, moldy makeup, and large teeth. He said that when he first showed up to the set as Beetlejuice, the crew was chanting, juice, juice, juice. <laughs> this got Keaton excited for the role. One more fact. Michael Keaton ad-libbed 90% of his lines. Holy so this shit. entire movie was all him. And the fact yeah. that they filmed all of his sequences at the very end. So really? He, yeah. he was, okay, they were already filming the movie before Beetlejuice was even cast. Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah, well, he was he was sense. in there for like two weeks, I think, filming the whole 14, 15 minutes he's actually in the movie. <laughs> That's the thing that makes the most sense because like I mean, if you break it down, now that you're an adult, he is barely, mm -hmm. barely in this movie. And when he is in it, it's just memorable because you have everything that builds up to him being in there. Yes. And just his all of his scenes are just what steal the movie. Michael Keaton, we are not worthy. We bow down no, to not. you, sir. <laughs> you are he's amazing. Fucking he's fucking Batman. And then, yeah, you know what? I was Batman. so concerned when he was in Spider-Man. I was like, how's it going to be? You know, because he was Batman. <laughs> he was Beetlejuice. And, you know, you don't want your heroes to kind of come back and kind of like fuck that yeah. up in your brain. But I was like, fucking Vulture. Like, look at you. Yeah. Fucking threatening yeah, little know, baby Spider-Man. Okay, and I have to say that, like, you know, as, as kids from the 80s and whatnot, like, I feel like as that and as fans of like Beetlejuice and, you know, Batman specifically, when he kind of made his whole like uh, career resurgence when it was in that Birdman movie. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, Michael Keaton. can I'm like, bitch, we've known that yeah. since the fucking. Yeah. Michael Keaton's been that. acting. We Where the fuck know, have you like, been? We know his range, man. We were there in the fucking 80s. Mm -hmm. I, Mr. Bomb, man. I love that movie Mom. as a kid. Multiplicity. Oh, multiplicity. <laughs> my peppy. I think my favorite of his roles that not a lot of people watch was him and the other guys. Did you ever see that? Where he played the police chief? I did see that. Oh, you're like and dragging it out of the recesses of my memory. Because the thing that cracked me about it is when he's doing his, because he's the police chief and he's giving them their little rundown thing and everything. And he keeps dropping lines from TLC songs. Like he's like, whatever, man, just don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> and he just keeps doing that. And then there's another scene where he has a side job as the uh, manager for Bed Bath and Beyond, and he's like, "All right, guys, we need to watch out for this so for this one guy. He's been raping a whole bunch of people, so just keep him out." And I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong spot." He's like, "Where am I today?" I was like, "Oh, I'm here." It's like, "Don't worry about that." But like, oh yeah, do worry about that because we can't. <laughs> All right, we love you, Michael Keaton. Let's get back to Beetlejuice and how amazing. This movie is. So the movie starts off with Michael Baldwin playing with his little model town. Did and you I just say Michael Baldwin. Ah, and I even yeah, wrote Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. I pulled a Michael Baldwin. I, how did I do that? Because I was literally <laughs> looking. Alec Baldwin. It's written on my damn notes. My brain just changes it, apparently. Mikey Baldwin. <laughs> Mikey Baldwin. So the movie opens to Alec Baldwin playing with his little model town thing. And I love that this prop is so important to the film. 
It's yeah. so intricate to the whole well, story. That was probably like half the budget. So they're yeah. like, that's going to be yeah. in most of the seeds. God but damn it. what it does so brilliantly, it gives like the ghosts are stuck in their house. So it gives you a whole other setting and it gives yeah. you a whole other space. To, you, get like, to, thing. you get to basically see the whole town without actually having to see any of the town. Yeah, because like, they can't see leave. The hard, you see the hardware store and the bridge, obviously. And then when the dad's looking through and seeing like that other building or whatever, like that's really all you see. Like, yeah. It was like 90% of this could be filmed either on the set or, you know, the exteriors of the house and kind of shit like that. Yeah. So um, did any, anybody else, like, what was the name of um, Barbara's sister? I forget her name. Jane? Was that her sister? I don't think that was her sister. I thought that was so just her like, sister or her friend? I, I thought, thought it was just her friend. Yeah, I thought it was just the, the f- quote-unquote friend real estate lady yeah. in, the, in this small town trying to get money or whatever, you know, to sell this being house. An, being an adult, seeing her come around and being a bitch trying to get them to sell the house. Oh, man, says, I wrote Jane oh, is a dick. Is ch- yeah, it was like, this house is too big uh, for you. Like, who fucking cares? Oh, no, okay. my note I, says, this house is too big for your no child have an ass. Jane is a real dick. <laughs> I wrote, yeah, like, uh, my notes on Jane were, Jane sucks ass as a person and a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but wait, I want to get to the opening shot. Why the fuck is uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, why, do you, why would you have your mouth open with a spider near your face that close? I don't no. know. You're just no. asking to be. Oh. Uh, hey, we all eat spiders in our sleep. Yeah. All right, we all eat they spiders in our sleep. <laughs> and who the fuck gets someone a vacation present? Like that's weird to me. White people. Yes. Yeah. White people yeah. with no White kids. White people with a big house and yeah. no kids. Uh huh. If you got money, you buy presents and, for yeah. any reason. Well, he has. You know, he has money for his, his. I wrote down Adams in the basement with his toy Gandalfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, though, like I said, I don't like the fact that Jane was just being such a bitch. She's like, you guys need to sell this house. I got somebody from New York who hasn't even seen it. And the point, like, who fucking cares? It's I know. She's fucking like, house. She's like, he's seen just a picture. She's like, Jane, don't send people pictures of our yeah, house. <laughs> yeah. Of our house. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong like, with you, Jane? Ri- <laughs> like, that is fucking ridiculous. And then Barbara kicks her out. And then what? She creeps up on Adam when he's in the basement. Yeah, when he, uh, through the window. The like, yeah. he's playing like, with his what toy the fuck gandals. are you doing? <laughs> she's yeah. a creeper. No, I love how she comes back later and she's like, tell your dad I can help decorate. I decorated that I whole, decorated house. whole house. <laughs> like, he don't need your help. It's nothing to Jane. be bragging yeah, about, but yeah. I love how she has such a little part, but she's such a horrible human. And I, I, she, she is. That's the thing that this movie has. And maybe that's why I liked it so much as a kid it's very hollywood and it's very whimsical but at the same time it's very real like these people these humans are very real individuals who you've seen throughout your life they're just caricatures of said people caricatures to an extreme to where it's like i feel every character in this movie is memorable in their own weird like kind of just weird character way about mm-hmm. them and like yeah. it's like why that's why you remember like, i think that's why it's so easy for you to remember all these scenes and all these characters and like what the little quips like otho has with that other chinese lady at dinner oh, and like, yeah. just otho. Like, oh is this another suicide attempt it was like all those things like it's just like you can remember them so easily because these characters are so just unique and different well, let's get into what is it? Adam wanting to take a trip into the town, and when they run into the old man, I love the old man because he tries to get Adam to get a haircut, and then he just goes into a long ass story about how some dude had his hair really, really long. And oh, I, I wrote it down. That, yeah. like, hair was goddamn yeah. short. Like, just, <laughs> just trim it a little. <laughs> I love how like Adam just like, hey, Mister So and So, walks into the hardware store without missing a beat, and that guy didn't stop talking. He's no, just that's going what I on love. and on. He's just sitting there. He Tell goes his, on his spiel. His old barber and when Adam leaves, he's mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Adam leaves the, the hardware store, he's still on his little spiel. Like, he thought Adam was still sitting there listening to him. Was like, oh, he's on his, like, he's an autopilot. I'm going to go do what I got to do. And then I'm, I'm out. He's on autopilot. I can't say anything else to him. I just love how Adam just does that and he just goes back. <laughs> I love this whole movie. I love the little bridge that they their car takes a nosedive off of. <laughs> it's uh, so like picturesque about, and little. The only thing that I do hate about this movie, and I normally don't say this, but I fucking hate that dog for what he did. <laughs> uh, I wrote down, uh, you should have ran over the dog the first time. And then the second yeah. time I was like, fuck Benji. <laughs> 
<laughs> but okay, but it? even as a kid, I'm like that fall wouldn't have killed them. No, no. they did. No, they like, like had to have not tried to get out that's at what all. They're, that's what that's the uh, collision that their budget would allow. So yeah, that makes sense. Use imagination. <laughs> Here was my question on that, because, yeah, obviously the fall didn't kill them. And then I started thinking, okay, maybe they drowned because they couldn't get out of the car. But then you realize before everything happens, their windows are rolled Yeah, their down. windows are down. They so could have like, just crawled out the side. Like, what happened? Did they get trapped? Because I didn't see them. This is, I mean, we're talking about the 80s. Nobody wore seatbelts back then. Yeah. So I'm like, were they even I, like, were they even mandatory? Back then? <laughs> yeah, I know. Did, did that car have them? Like, are you sure? Yeah, because we know they we know they drowned, but how did they even try to get out? What I don't know. I don't know. They, they I mean, they didn't seem it didn't seem too hard, but again, no. Paul said it's what their budget allowed. I get that. Yeah, and okay, <laughs> and, I, and I do have to know, like they they did drown, and that's you know because I think they they do say it at some point in the movie. Um, yeah, but. Uh, Tim Burton decided not to just have them like wet the whole time, you know, because like everyone else, everyone else has like, you know, the means of their death, you know, kind of whether the waiting room and everything like, and he was like, I just thought it would be annoying to the actors that just have them constantly wet for every scene. That would suck. So he's like, yeah, I just decided not to with them and just kind of amp, amp everyone else's, you know, kind of misery or death kind of a little bit more. Yeah. So these poor white people walk home. (laughs) <laughs> and I love I've always loved the fingers on fire that is oh, yeah. that is an image burned into my brain I've always thought that was so cool because her she says something about how she's cold and I'm like I'm always cold so I don't know if my fingers would catch on fire <laughs> like as yeah. a kid I always thought about that I'm like would they do that and I asked adults <laughs> and they was like well your nails could burn but I don't know if they'd burn like that and so I've always yeah. kind of like Hmm, I need to do another experiment. Saul, we're going to grow your yes. nails out. No. Not. <laughs> not, no. For science, Saul. <laughs> when, you're For science. In, when you're buried in the sand, there's not much you can say no yeah, to. Yeah, we'll leave your nails out. Yeah, out but you guys won't be able to have my, you won't have access to my nails when I'm buried in sand. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the fi- the fingers on fire was always cool. And the, another really cool detail is the handbook for the recently deceased. It's so yes. cool. <laughs> I love how he reads it. it. I love that he reads it. And he's like the handbook for the recently diseased. Like, oh my god, do I have cancer? <laughs> and then like, no, deceased, you idiot. Deceased. Oh, uh, I love. Imagine, it. okay, imagine how how like silly this movie would be if they were like uh, a couple that was going through a divorce also, and like they just hated each other. Oh, and they that would have been hilarious. Yeah, would have been like like a ghost yes. version of War of the Roses. <laughs> yes, that's what we, who do we call about this? I I have always but nobody can die. Loved the line, and I have used this line throughout my life when I've been reading something that looks just incredibly ridiculous. I always say this book reads like stereo instructions. I didn't understand <laughs> that as a kid, like at all, like what that yeah. meant. I'm I never like, did I either, I but I was like, it. "That's a cool line. I'm taking it," okay. and I have used that line throughout my whole life. <laughs> when anything now that we're adults, was ridiculous. Now that we're adults, it totally makes sense. I'm like this isn't very specific on what they want me to do. Like I could be looking at something in German and I would say it just because that's yes. a perfect spot for it. It's a perfect I line. I stand I stereo instructions. Stereo instructions. But then we get, uh, I love how they cut in and out of Beetlejuice because like, like we said earlier, he's really not in much of the movie. We just no. get to see where he's at during different points of the movie. Like we yeah. get a little cutaway to him sitting there reading a newspaper saying, let's see the business section. And he opens to the obituaries. Uh, I thought it was funny that their pick in the newspaper is just a still shot of them coming in from outside yeah. from the previous scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always loved the like the movie stills as pictures. I've always enjoyed yes. that because obviously it's like all the art department. They're like, fuck, we need a picture of these people. Like, well, I think like we didn't think of this. I think they they um, kind of layered the camp in this one a lot because I was reading in the trivia that he didn't have a huge budget for like makeup and effects and stuff like that. So he's like, well, if we can't make it look good, let's make it look campy and just have fun with it. So Did that's why everyone. Um, I don't remember. I didn't look it up. She might have. Uh, yeah. And V. Neal did all the makeup for this and she's done makeup on literally everything. 
She did all the Hunger Games. She's done Pee Wee's Big Holiday. She's done the Amazing say, Spider-Man. Like I every think it's movie. Safe to say that what any movie that Tim Burton's done, she's been on. Yeah, pretty much. She's amazing. You'd know her work. Go through yeah. her IMDb. Is she's done a lot of makeup and like when you said earlier that he came up with that moss effect it's so executed well i love the kind of like mold along his face it looks yeah. so dirty and gross okay i all right i have to i have to i have to get this out of the way all right okay where the fuck does beetlejuice come from not like where does his character come from where does his name come from because listen okay hear me out no one in the movie ever says beetlejuice no, they say Beetlegeist or He's something like, like that. Because he, they get the thing. And okay, first of all, why is the movie Beetlejuice, like J-U-I, but then everywhere in the movie, it's spelled like Beetlegoose with like G-E-U, <laughs> right? And then they get the Here's flyer. They get the flyer and Adam is like, Beetlegeist. And then all of a sudden they're there and it cuts to the scene where she just says Beetlejuice. And I'm yeah. like, who said Beetlejuice? No yes. one ever yeah. told you I that made was that his note. name. Like, I made that note as well. Like, Kim how did she land to, on that? Kim and I were trying to figure that out, too. It's like, why did they refer to him as Beetlegeist? Like, in everything. And they call him Beetlejuice. Like, how do you how do you translate Beetlegeist into Beetlejuice? Yeah, it looks like Battelle like, Goose, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing that I don't get either is because, okay, the whole point is for is for him to get people to say his name for him to appear. The only thing I can think of is the reason why they have this is to be like, oh, this is the guy that we're not allowed to say his name. But if you see his name, you're probably going to say it. So if we put it this way, it'll get you not to say it. That's, that's how I reasoned idea. it as a child. So. Yeah, that's that's some that's, straight up child reasoning right there. Yeah. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's, that's I was like, well, they can't say it. That makes sense. So they can't put it anywhere. No, that was my reasoning as a child as well. Because even he, like, when he told Lydia, he was like, what's your name? He's like, I can't say my name. He's like, I, and he said, and he motions the whole thing about trying to get Lydia to say his name. And he does that whole thing. But that would, that would be my guess around it. Because what is it? When you talk to, when they talk to, what was the, oh, I can't remember case, the caseworker's name. Like case June, worker. yeah. June. When they talk to the caseworker, she even mentions, oh, him, but she never calls him by name either. And she says, don't say his name. Don't ever say it. And uh, yeah, don't say his name three times because that's how you call that's him. That's what I wrote. I yeah. put don't say don't contact Beetlejuice, but this is how you contact him. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like those. Uh, there, there was a Chappelle show where he's like the the crackhead guy, and he's like, we all know if you take twenty dollars, take the train down to Fifty Fourth Street, and ask for Larry, you can get some smack. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what that was to the Maitland, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's another thing I don't understand. They tell them they were 125 years old. No, they said they have to live there for 125 well, years. Yeah. They have to just be there in the house for 125 years? Yes, that's how yes. long they have to stay in the house. Why? That doesn't yes. make any sense. That's their pennies no, or some shit. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how the underworld works. Let's explore this whole the recently diseased book. No, enough. and that's one of the things that I love about this movie is there are so many pathways you could go down. And my little child brain did. Like, okay, so I wonder what's in that room of the lost souls. What would happen if a human went into the room of the lost yeah. souls? Well, how would you even get there? If you're a human? See, uh -oh. I was like, no. okay, Lydia might be able to get there because she read the book. Otho might be able yeah. to get there because he read the book. Yeah. So yeah, Otho can't book. even change a tire. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to Otho because the deets move in. Wait, I always loved. I always loved the Room of Lost Souls. Oh, I, I know. I thought that was the yeah. coolest always thing. Always kind of creepy. And as a child, you're just like, fuck. <laughs> well, as a kid, I'm like, do I, am I supposed to be afraid of these ghosts or feel bad for them? Because they're like, I always yeah. feel bad. Oh, yeah. We're just floating in here. I always felt yeah. bad for them. I was like, no, poor little ghosts. Death for the dead. Keep oh, moving. But the deed says... What did yeah. that guy have to do? Like, what did he do in life that it was like he, he has to just mop up the several the, servants? Isn't the, that what Otho says? Yeah, so so he they must all, have committed suicide. They all offed themselves, yes. basically. So even the, the smash guy, he made he he, he just, just stepped in front, in front of the, of the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But at least he's got a good attitude about it because he was telling jokes and shit. You know, even though his hundred and twenty-five years of servitude feeling a little flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the deets has come in and start re. Decorating everything. Otho. <laughs> uh, what's Catherine O'Hara's name? Delia. 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 
Delia and Otho no. are running through this house saying, fuck that color. We're going to tear this wall down. Fuck this old people stuff. We're going to basically do everything. Because if you do the not let me, I, remember, I will go insane and take it with me. The thing that I remember about Delia, Catherine O'Hara's character, I saw Home Alone before I saw this. So I'm like, it's the mom from Home Alone. <laughs> she's being a bitch. Catherine O'Hara is amazing. Is Practical Homeowner a real magazine or is that just a movie? <laughs> I, I think know. that's just because, a movie. No, because here's my thing. Because when I was a kid, there would be magazines and I'm like, okay, that's a fake magazine. Like I would ask adults, I'd be like, is this a, a real mm-hmm. magazine? They'd be like, yeah, it seems like it's fake or whatever. And then for the longest time, I always thought like, you know, magazines and movies were mostly fake. Unless it was like Time or Life or, you know, one of those fucking ones that, you know, you know is a real one. I did that with Good yeah. Housekeeping. Totally thought uh, it was not real. Horse and Hound. I thought it was fake. Mm, yeah. I always thought it was a joke. I'm like, wait, that's a real magazine. Oh, shit. People, what the fuck is it about? <laughs> Horses and Hounds, the one, obviously. The one that I thought was weird is was the Farmer's Almanac because I forget what movie I seen that they had it in there. I'm like, wait, what? And when I actually saw one, I'm like, wait a minute, these things are real? I thought they were just made up things for movies. (laughs) (laughs) And the Dietzes come in and the Maitlands are not happy and they discover that they aren't really that scary. And Gina Davis has a line that says, what's good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? And I've always been like, that would be the fucking worst, right? Like being conscious on some level and trying to like get these people out of your house and you can't do shit about it. The thing that I love about Otho's character is when you get introduced to him, is he doesn't come in through the front door. He decides to come in through the <laughs> fucking the window. It's bad luck, Charles. <laughs> I, I don't you. get where he got that idea from, but I've never heard, okay, going through the fucking window. No, he's so ridiculous. I love when Beetlejuice comes later and strips him into that like blue leisure, leisure suit, suit yeah. and he gets all freaked out and runs away. <laughs> I'm like, that's all you had to do to him. <laughs> he knew, he knew how I, to, he knew where to get him where it hurts. Um, the other thing about okay. the guy who played Otho... What other movie do you rec- do you kind of do you kind of sit with him? I like, know I know him from two movies, and this is one. The other this is one. What's the Sleepwalkers? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's a good one. But the one I'm thinking is the only other movie that I know him from, and I always picture him from is from uh, Demolition Man. Oh, oh that's yeah! Right. I complete. I always forget that he was in that, and he's the same. Yeah, because he's like that servant guy to the yeah, the main guy. Yeah. Also, is yeah, pretty much right. the same character <laughs> in that movie too, because he's just whoever's little lackey. He was, yeah, he was just having those happy joy, joy feelings. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, in Sleepwalkers, he was a dick teacher. Glenn Shaddix is his real name. He's dead now, and they actually played the uh, Daylight Come song, the one that from yeah. this movie. They played it as like the last song at his funeral. Oh, a little bit of trivia for you. Wow. Yeah, let's get back to the other thing I love about when the Dietzes move in is the movers just don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. They're throwing stuff in there and Delia's throwing a fidge like, don't break my stuff. I like how they just bring Lydia in on a couch or chair or something. (laughs) They're just like, like, whatever, put her here. Like an Egyptian goddess. Yeah. Um, Okay, (laughs) let's not not forget that Barbara straight punches the sandworm because she has that thing where she tries to leave. And that's oh, yeah. her first encounter with it. Where even Adam's like, "Don't fucking go out there. You don't know where I was, man." Yeah. Like, I think the favorite, my favorite line of Lydia's in this movie is when she gets there and she says, "Delia hates this place. I think I can live here." Yeah. <laughs> she is such an angsty teen, and I didn't notice it until I had to sit down and watch her for the podcast, and just because I probably never have thought about her as an angsty teen in my life. But like the way she's like, my whole life is a dark room. <laughs> it's yes. like, See, like, we'll it's, get you a dark room. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an over the top character of like a brooding teen. Like yeah, and I love it. She's always like up. looking off to the side as she's saying. Like, I, I always laughed when uh, at the end when she's writing her suicide note and then she like crosses it out, starts over, like, and then like yeah. the whole thing. I was like, eh. plummeted, <laughs> plummeted to my death, which later she did in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Uh, I wrote down that they uh, they complain about the Cantonese food, but then I was looking at I'm like, what do you expect from a place called Duffy's Cantonese? In, yeah. Where are they? Like, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how, how good. Oh, Cantonese that's when Catherine O'Hare is wearing her glove hat. Yes, the glove headband yes. thing. I'm like fucking yeah. iconic, and she's still iconic in Shit's Creek, man. Moira. Hmm. 
Wonderful. Now, the thing that I didn't understand is once they decided to remodel the house, is why there was like a on the side of the house it looked like, like there a, was just, a little mini house thing. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like, get the that either. Yeah, just the two like ends basically. Yeah, I always, I always thought like, yeah. what the fuck is like? Even as a kid, I'm like, what is the point of that? Yes, and then there are half wicker chair things at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, um, this is when the it's remodel day, and this is when Adam and Barbara are in. They're looking out the window. Um. And then all of a sudden, where did Adam get the ad for Beetlejuice? Like, it just shows up in his hand, and he was like, look at this. Like, it didn't... It just, well, just they had, had a it. commercial like, at first. No, that, they, he yeah. saw the commercial first. I thought he had yeah, the, the whole, ad first, and then the commercial No, they on. see the Bio-Exorcist commercial yeah. first. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I got demons running all through me. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> um, and he's like, bring the kids. And I'm like, oh, that's sadly a dead kid joke. Yep. I'm like, I know oh, that, sure you, know, you didn't mean it that way because you're thinking, yeah, bring the kids. You know, I'll have a great time. I'm trying to make some money. Like a used car salesman kind of <laughs> yep. thing. But I'm like, this is a dead kid joke. No, he <laughs> is the used carsman. The used car salesman of the bio-exorcist. I used carsman. I did read in the trivia that it was inspired by somebody around, I forget the... I forget the the state though, but there was somebody like that. He, he loosely based his little commercial on. Oh, I'm sure there's been thousands oh, yeah. of those there's throughout a, time. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like there's a guy on YouTube where he's he like the RV salesman. Yeah, something like, like, weird like that. Ads like that. But instead of trying to call Beetlejuice, they decide that they're gonna try to use the book. And so they say, if you need help, you gotta draw the door, knock three times. I totally tried that as a kid. I was like, I wonder no. if it works. I totally did. Where did they get the chalk from? There's a, like I don't know where it came from. Like all of a sudden they're like, we need to draw a door, and all magically he had chalk on his hand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe he had it up there in his like workspace or whatever with his toy Gandalfs. But the underworld or wherever they go to, Death's waiting room, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I fucking love that scene. I love yes. all the little details of all the dead people. The cigarette guy yeah. is my the favorite. The cigarette guy, the shrunken head guy, the choked guy with like the fucking to, yeah. food stuck in his throat. Trying to cut back. Shark bait uh, is what I put because he had mm. a big ass shark on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> the girl who was uh, cut in half. Yes. Okay, I have to. I have to admit that with um, because she, she was like Miss Argentina or something, right? So she had like an accent. The chick. Yeah. The reception. The receptionist. Yeah. Um, when I was a little kid, I didn't know if the caseworker was actually named Juno or if the, her accent was like Juno, your caseworker. So I wasn't <laughs> sure until later. I'm like, okay, her real name is Juno. So it literally was <laughs> Juno, your caseworker. Oh, nah, you know your caseworker. You know your caseworker. <laughs> I I'm from Mine? Iowa, so I was like, no, her name is Juno. Well, I at a very young age, I at a very young age, I saw Scarface, so I was um, like, okay, makes uh, sense. Juno, your caseworker, man, makes sense. But like that's, <laughs> I was so like confused. I remember asking adults about uh, her little accident. Yeah, <laughs> like oh. what happened to her wrist? Yeah, like, how would you accidentally do that? Um, I, I asked a lot of people. Like, did she fall wrist first into something? <laughs> like, and then, so I learned about suicide. The, yeah, this movie, like, there was a lot of like we've talked before about like how our generation, like the parents, just didn't really pay attention to a lot of stuff yeah. we were doing. And I was like, there was a lot of adult things in this movie that was probably like we asked. Either ask questions or understood things probably sooner than we should have, mm-hmm. just because yeah. of like little shit like that in the movies. That's why everybody's like, kids are so coddled today. It's like, no, we're just making it so they don't have to learn about suicide at the age of four. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love how when they're going through the tour of what is it? Um, the I don't know what, what other office that is, and we talked about earlier how they saw the lost souls, how. They end up back at the house and like, wait a minute, this is our house. It's been redone. And Juno shows up and she's like, yeah, it's been three months. And like, wait, it's been three months? Yeah, it's like, well, hey, you're, you've cut into some time into your 121, five years or whatever. Well, they were on, uh, uh, what was it, the one millionth, you know, ticket number or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they had to wait for a while. They, they didn't have an appointment. I know. When I was a kid, I'm like, it looked like it was like two, you know, two minutes they'd sat there or whatever. Yeah. And then they got yeah. up and were like, oh. Take the handbook to the sixth door. <laughs> I love the. I forgot. We we'll go back just a little bit. I forgot that I loved how much 
or how they played up that football team with how stupid they were because they were dead and they didn't realize that's they the were second dead. time yeah you're, that's the second time they go to see okay. you okay. yeah okay that's what it was now this is the time where they come out and um they talk to Juno and then they do the designer sheet ghosts is what I call them. Yes. <laughs> and I love how um, Adam is like, think of them as death shrouds. Like, <laughs> those are death shrouds. I know. I, I wrote down when they were ghosts. I'm like, why are you moaning? And not just like, get the fuck out. I like, know. And I love, <laughs> I love how Lydia thinks they're sex noises. <laughs> yeah. She's like, knock it off. I'm a child for God's sakes. And I asked adults about that too. You know, I did. Oh. I was like, what is that? What does she mean? And they're like, oh, they just, they they just make noise in their room. <laughs> but they told me about suicide. So yeah. yeah. So it was like, well, okay. We answered one question today. We're not going to, the two is too much. It's, Sex and suicide in the same conversation. This is too much for you. They'd be like, Just what fucking movie. movie are you watching? Beetlejuice. <laughs> Just talking about Beetlejuice, baby. <laughs> uh, and I love when they're trying to scare Delia and she just turns off the TV. Like, she gives no fucks. How, how many little kids got that explanation about, like, oh, they just make noises in their room? Probably and every then, child. And then heard noises later mm -hmm. and were like, stop playing Beetlejuice in there. Or just said the line, I'm a child for God's mm -hmm. sakes, and then scarred their parents. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm sure I've probably said that. I line. have said that. I know, I, yeah, I've probably said that as a kid, like, I'm a child for God's sake. And again, everybody in the 80s had Valium because Lydia says she's sleeping yes. with Prince Valium tonight. <laughs> everybody was fucking medicated See, wait, wait, on Valium. She fell asleep watching, was it wrestling? It I was wrestling, was I think. Yeah, yeah. she was watching wrestling. I love how when Lydia starts taking their pictures and she starts talking to them, her first question is, are you gross under there? <laughs> I gotta see it and she's like you're not gross you're just normal people <laughs> I know I always feel that too as a kid I'm like that would totally be me yep. and like the ladies what like, do you oh, look like I need if, to see if I was if I was a girl why, I'd be scared why are you under the sheets I want to know what's going on under there mm -hmm. and that's all she wants she's just like you gross she just wants to know it and I love when she tries to tell Delia about the ghost like she completely just like blows her off and she's like let's try to play family just for tonight huh like she does it so like curtly it, yeah that's always a memorable scene just the way that she does it her mm -hmm. acting in that scene like and I, I find it funny that um like she has that scene and then Lydia walks away or whatever and then Adam and Barbara are like well what do you want her to do? I don't know. Like, they're so like, we don't know what to do. I know. I love, they're just yeah. stupid ghosts. It they is, got yeah, nothing. It's like, it's like they're adults, but it's like, they can't do anything. So like they're, they're and whole, they already are fucking up yeah, death. Like, like when they went to the waiting room and they're like, you probably haven't even read through your handbook yet. Have you? And then they're like, use like, Oh, we can bring our handbook. And they're like, what the fuck? Like the whole, <laughs> the whole waiting room's like, Oh, newbies. We didn't know how to make a fucking appointment. Yeah, so it's like, like they have they have to re they're they're resorted to having to wait for this you know teenager to help them somehow, and mm -hmm. that's like yeah. that's like adds to their whole frustration of not only having to live with someone like Delia, but then you know not able to control the situation yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so they figure out Beetlejuice's name, and I love when they're just like put into the model all of a sudden, and they have to dig through the grave, and it's not a normal grave; it's all the pieces of the model. Yeah, I've yeah, always I love that. loved that. It's such a key detail that makes it like it just sets you into that whole setting. Yeah, and uh, they pop the grave, and Beetlejuice, the car salesman, is born. <laughs> it's Mattel Goose. Mattel Goose. Yeah. So and I love how he's always trying to molest Barbara. Like he can't keep his hands off her. The <laughs> no, first he time can't. he sees her, she tries to, he tries to kiss her. Like he's always touching. Oh, no, he Barbara. does kiss her. He, he does. Yes. He yeah, he does kiss her. He plants. And then he points there. his attention to uh, Adam while he's like doing his hands behind his bag, trying to trying to grab her. Yeah, oh, that's the. <laughs> Yeah. Scene. yeah. <laughs> I love that when he's like, we need to see some qualification. He's like, well, I studied a business Harvard school. I attended the Juilliard, attended Harvard Business School. And what do you think? <laughs> I love that. You think I'm qualified? I love, yeah, because I love that his, uh, he's over the top and then he brings it back. He's like, do you think I'm qualified? Yeah, he does. He brings yeah. it so, like, it's so well played. It's timed okay. right. How, okay. As a kid, how many of you wanted to see the other side of when he's like, oh, what do you think of this? And he scares them. All the time. I'm like, wait, what oh, is yeah. it? What is it? I would turn it around. Yeah, like, I just yeah. want to see uh, it again. Uh, apparently they had something that they were starting to make for it. But then I don't know if it was budgetary or they just decided not to do it. But they 
shot it from the back instead and not gave you the full mm. thing. So Well, I think it, it works better that way because like it gives your mind It does the way. because your brain's yeah. not your brain's gonna make something that scares you and that's the same way for anybody. So mm-hmm. it's the pulp fiction thing of what's in the case. Yeah, I suppose. It was his soul, by the way. Yeah. It was what? It was his soul. In the case? Yeah, it was his soul <laughs> in the case. That's what was in the case. You didn't know that? I don't even. I didn't hear what movie Pulp we're talking about. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Well, yeah, Pulp Fiction. Remember? Gotcha. Because I was trying to compare it to trying to figure out what the other side of Beetlejuice looked like, but like Paul said, it's pretty much open to anybody's interpretation. Like yeah. in Pulp Fiction, what you what you think is in the in the case. No, it's gotcha. not what I think. It was this little. It was this little. Prepare to scour Earth for that motherfucker. Uh, but see. But Beetlejuice's little uh, his face thing—it always reminded me of one of the characters' Mortal Kombat's fatalities, where he takes off his uh, cabal, where he takes off his mask and scares the shit out of people. I'm like, that's what Beetlejuice looks like to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I was Melina was always my character, so yeah, mask off with her big ass teeth. This isn't the Pulp Fiction Mortal Kombat <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is our well, childhood podcast, okay? I'm just saying, Paul, you said you always wondered what it was. And hey, you remember the was. 80s? It was <laughs> yeah, this is... Okay, so back to Beetlejuice. I don't know how many times I recreated that, you're working with a professional here, and then kick over a tree yeah. and then say, nice fucking model. I did that so many times as a kid. <laughs> you grabbed your crotch, I too? did. I thought it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Even as a child, I was like, yep, that's my jam. I gotta recreate this scene. The next time I'm gonna ride at Disneyland and it breaks down and I have to walk through it, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> Kicking over a tree on Snow White. Kick over saying, Snow White herself. Nice fucking model. Nice <laughs> fucking Model. You're working with a professional here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sir, you are banned from Disneyland for life. Uh, like, and worth Barbara, it. like Barbara's just making up shit as she goes, because to get out of the model, she's just like, home, home, home. <laughs> I'm like, that wouldn't have worked. It's not why fair. not? Why what? Why yeah. would that have worked? It seemed to work. So how do you get out then? If that that's the only thing like I didn't know either. I'm like, wait, how do you get out of there? Like that's Shit, what do you do? You can't really ask yeah. Mattel Goose because he's not going to tell you the truth. <laughs> the dinner party. <laughs> Let's move on to the dinner party. We've already kind of talked about Otho's suicide jokes towards his ex. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, was that his ex? I believe so. I don't know. They had like some weird sort of... They did have that like ex kind of relationship thing. Like, why am I sitting next to you, son of a bitch? Yeah. Oh, you're looking yeah. quite fat, Otho. My favorite thing about the dinner party besides the dance scene is Catherine, Hera, oh, com- uh, Catherine O'Hara com- uncomfortably laughing. It's just oh, everything. Yeah. Like, she's so nervous. and it's she's a, It's a little game. Uh, it's a funny I joke play. we have about ghosts. Is she like, <laughs> Just a wee joke we have about ghosts. Yes. <laughs> Irish when I'm nervous. And I love how she just starts singing out of nowhere. And like everybody thinks it's a joke, but I love how they play it. They all play that scene so beautifully. Like they're shocked yes. that they're moving. Yeah. But like, like at the same time, they this? start to get into it. Like at some point, they just let it go and everybody's into yeah. it. So Catherine O'Hara, who plays Delia, and Jeffrey Jones, who plays Charles. Um, they are the ones that approach Tim Burton. Like, we feel this should be like a Calypso song to kind of just, you know, add to the yeah. comedy. Yeah. And since this was like a Geffen Pictures, I guess they own the, the rights to this specific song. So that's what they, that's how they kind of came up with using this song in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of their idea, just like, we want like a, you know, Jamaican like Calypso kind of just something, you know, like that. Yeah. Because they were going to use something else like originally, but that was, you know, nowhere near this. So, no, luckily that it worked out. Yeah. Fucking works. The daylight comes and me one go home. Yes. Mm hmm. So, what? If they're playing backfires because they absolutely loved what happened to them and they're like, shit, what the fuck do we do now? Oh, when when Jeffrey Jones is dancing, what's his name? Charles. When Charles is dancing and they get to that, the the blue tarantula. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's so over, like overly spider. Like it's like it's taking me and I can't control it. (laughs) I love it so much. And then the little shrimp hands at the end. I've always like I have paused the movie to look at those shrimp hands. 
I love that detail yeah. of, of them grabbing everything. And I've always been like, yes. well, how is it a hand if it's shrimp? And then like, I'm like, oh, it's a glove. <laughs> and they're just underneath. Like I figured it out the whole like prop as a kid and I was so into it. Mm. I love it. But you gotta love their plan failed. Oh yeah. They're, they're it, like, let's it, watch it them scatter. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't, it didn't work. Like they absolutely loved it. Like, oh, we gotta do that again. Oh, I love when Lydia comes up and she knocks on the door and she's like, "They want you to come down. You can wear the sheets if you want." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "No, we're mad. It didn't work." I love when they, she goes back down and tells Delia that they're not coming down, and she goes, "Please, they're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic." <laughs> 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 I love every character in this movie. They're so hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then they go upstairs to find these ghosts because they will not take no for an answer. And Otho finds the book. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. While the, the the Maitlands are hanging out the window to hide. I'm like, I don't think anybody else could see them. I've always... Wanted, yeah, well, I don't know. I guess they were, they were hiding because they didn't want Lydia to have to, like, you know, lie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wondered, like, what would happen if they fell? Because I mean, obviously they're not gonna die. Would they just jump into yeah. Saturn, basically? Again? Basically, I would think like they would fall to Saturn would be how I would yeah. kind of see it. Because they kind the of like they fall off their porch or whatever out the doors into it. So I think that's kind of how it works. Yeah, the thing that I didn't get is that they didn't. Why didn't they learn their lesson the first time by leaving their book all out and about for Lydia to find it? I'm like, don't you think you guys need to be more cognizant of where that thing is and just keep quit leaving it all around everywhere because now Otho had it. Yeah, they're shit ghosts. <laughs> okay, but when, you were a regular person, right? And then all of a sudden you fucking die and you're like, hey, here's his handbook. You gotta Don't study it. it. <laughs> Don't lose it. Like, like you're gonna just know where to do with this book all the fucking time? You're dead. In now house, learn things. Yeah, in a house that you have to hide into the fucking attic because you can't do anything else? Like, I don't know. Like, I would probably leave the book. I'd lose that book in the first fucking day is what I'm saying. <laughs> if there's no, like, afterlife digital version or, like, I, I have a cell phone I can use in the afterlife, then there's no fucking way. I'm, I'm like, that book, I'm like, I don't know. What book? You guys gave me a book? I never saw a book. Like, what book? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then as they crawl back into the window, Beetlejuice laughs at them from the, the little model. <laughs> and then he, by himself, goes after the, the Dietzes. He becomes yeah. the snake. They don't unleash them on the Dietzes. He, he just for does your it. daughter, Chuck. Yes. I loved the snake. The snake is so great. And like I said, I love that when he turns Otho into the blue laser shoot and everything. <laughs> I, I just That's love. That's not the same scene. Yes, it is. Isn't no, it's it? not. It's at the end where he gives him the leisure suit. And this one, yeah. he falls down the stairs because I wrote down in real life, Otho would have sued Charles's ass for Beetlejuice pushing yeah. him down the stairs. Mm, yeah. That's probably true. And then BJ goes on a bender in the model and crashes the truck. He does. And, yes. he, and he inadvertently <laughs> finds uh, Dante's Inferno Dante's room. Dante's Inferno room. Just Juno, Juno's idea. Live nudes. Mm-hmm. And then they're called back to Juno because Juno's pissed. Yeah. Did she's like rule like, number one: you, never trust the living. And that's a good like, rule. I told you not to call him. He's like, and I thought of that just to get him in there to get you away because this gym club was my idea. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. Yeah. But horror PSA, kids: never trust the living. No. Uh, that's where we see the football team. That's where the football team is just okay. surrounded by uh, the Juno is just I don't surrounded think we survived by the crash team. coach. <laughs> yeah. I love that the dead people are watching that scene in a movie theater as well. I've yeah. always loved that in mm. the background. Like it's just like they're watching you, you're watching them, like kind of weirdness. Yeah. It's always worked for me. Yeah. Oh, but this is this is also what <laughs> while Lydia is writing her suicide note and crossing out words to be more flamboyant in her suicide note. Um, that's when you have Otho, Charles, and Delia outside in the in the weird roofless house portion of yeah. the model in the half wicker chairs. And I wrote yeah. down um, cool band name if anyone's looking for Otho in a kimono. <laughs> that is a great band name. I dig it. We are Otho in a kimono, or if you're like a, what's that emo kind of thing? Uh, suicide Note Rough Draft. Suicide Note Rough Draft. Because of Lydia's <laughs> yeah. next scene. 
Uh, but but Juno's like, you're going to be scary. Now show me some faces. Get your game faces on. Yeah, those weren't even <laughs> scary. Because even as a kid, I'm like, that's not scary. Like, that's cartoony, man. I like, know. I would yeah. laugh at that My shit. My favorite thing has always been the eyeball fingers with the glasses. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like he, trying to he see. He has to hold them yes. up. Yeah, I always appreciated that as well. <laughs> I always well, I love, love how she yells at them and says, "You let them take pictures of you. You left your handbook behind." It's like now you guys really need to step it up a little bit because you guys are fucking up pretty bad. Yeah, and then Lydia goes up to try to find the Maitlands to tell them she's gonna off their, herself, and she discovers Beetlejuice. And yes. he tries to explain. He and I love how he says, "I'm the ghost with the most, baby." Mm-hmm. He's got that iconic line. And because that one was in the cartoon as well, The Ghost with Most. Yeah. And I loved his explanation about why he can't say his name. It's hilarious. It's like, you'll tell your friends. Everybody will start calling me. It's a whole thing. So if you yeah. could just figure out my name and say it without me telling you. And then when he started pantomiming everything about how he was trying to get in, and then she finally figures out. He's like, wait a minute. You were the snake. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, okay, juice, I would have got that. But I'm like, that bug, I'd have been like, I don't know what the fuck a beetle is. I'm like, I yeah. don't know what they look like. <laughs> I'd have been like, bug. No, no, name a bug. Insect? Bug. No, bug. it's a name of a bug. Big bug. Bug. You're fucked. Big bug. Little know. bug. Roach? It's Roly poly? I don't know. What do you, it's bug. Like but then rearranged face Maitland's scare Lydia. And she's like, I wanted to be dead like you. And uh, Barbara has this line where she says, being dead doesn't make things any easier. And I was like, well, that's a horribly depressing. I know. Like, <laughs> wow. Thanks for that. That's just, like a little seven-year-old. Like, so, I, have, I have nothing to look forward to. Thanks. <laughs> Is there a reason why Lady wanted to offer herself or was she was just being an angsty teen? I don't know. I never got that either. And it kind of annoyed me as a kid. I'm like, why? Like, I know. They didn't Then really you're going to be stuck it. in this stupid house too, you dumbass. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Like, if you want to get away from your parents, like, it's not happening because they're still going to fucking be there. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to be stuck in the, you know, what, just the attic or whatever with the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I love with fucking the Barbara's line and be like, we can't even vacuum because it's out in the garage. It's out like, the garage. Oh, no. You can't vacuum in the fucking afterlife. Jesus Christ, lady. Well, that's because she was dusting. I'm like, bitch, sit down. Like, what yeah. are you doing, Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah, but see, Does that's the one work? thing I never... That's the one thing I didn't get as a kid, and I didn't get it now as an adult. It's like, why? I'm guessing she was just trying to be an angsty teenager, and she's like, she's miserable. But again, it's like, I, I just didn't get why she wanted to off herself. Yeah, I never understood it either. But um, for new guests that have come into town, Maxie Dean, they're trying to uh, get Maxie Dean to invest some oh, money yeah. into but, the town. Yes. And so they've decided Otho is going to do a seance. Yes. With their old wedding clothes. What am I worried about? Otho can't even change a tire. I, I've yeah. always loved when they start disappearing, like when they're being called to the seance or whatever. I've always thought that was a cool detail. Like they're disappearing yeah. ghosts. I love how when they do show up, how when they do the disappearing thing and... Well, let me go back. Just I'm going to go back a little bit further. Is how they said, "Oh, we got to do the seance," and we don't. He's like, "We need to find something of theirs." And then Barbara and Adam was like, "Good luck," because they threw everything away. And then for whatever reason, I don't know why, they decided to keep their wedding tux and what the wedding dress. I took that as um, I don't remember if I'm if if that was in the closet that was in the one room that Charles was like, "Just leave me this room." Because I always assumed, I, I don't know if it was or not, but maybe they just like, you know, we'll throw that in there, like whatever, who cares? I don't, I don't think it was because the office, I think it was just an office all by itself. That's what it seemed like to me. Like there was nothing else around it. Yeah. I, I always just like it took it as like maybe it was all still in the garage or some shit and they just hadn't gotten mm-hmm. rid of it yet. Yeah. It was a trash I'm pile lucky. on the back that I yeah. haven't picked up yet. Yeah, I haven't picked up yet. But when like, they do for- fill out the wedding dress and the tux, like I've, I've always loved the over-exaggerated, accelerated aging. And it kind of yeah, takes get- them into that ghostly looking thing like all the other ghosts in the room had. They were going to be yeah. lost souls. Mm-hmm. So is that, yeah, that's one thing I'm trying to think of too, is like, were they turning into lost souls because they did something they weren't supposed to by letting them get the living, get the handbook. And that's why they got put in there because that's the only thing I can think of is why they were aging so quickly. And it looked like what Lydia said was like, they're dying, but like, can the dead really 
necessarily already die. Well, the guy that they talked to about the lost soul says this is for uh, this is the room of the ghosts who've been exercised. So they were being mm. exercised through yeah. the seance. So that's why they would have ended up in the lost souls room. Yeah. Yes. Um, but when they start to notice that they're accelerated aging and they're like falling apart, they're like, Otho, stop this. And of course he can't. He doesn't know what he's no. doing. <laughs> you guys just read the book. You don't know what he's doing. Exactly. Uh, so Lydia runs over to Beetlejuice's table and is like, you need to help me. And he's like, well, I'm kind of what you call an illegal alien. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So he explains to get out. We got to get hitched. So she's like, sure. I'll find you someone. (laughs) Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It's showtime. Yes. I love that because that was in the show too. mm -hmm. It's showtime. And I've always loved the end of Be- it's like Beetlejuice's fun house is really the whole yeah. end. Yeah. And it's such a fun kind of like crazy scene. And uh, that is why I will not do two shows a night. Yes. Anymore. I, just won't. I won't do it. <laughs> I yeah. love when he's like, I think we've had enough exercise for tonight and knocks down the Maitlands. I wrote down it was uh, Beetlejuice Carl Carson. Yes. See what we got here tonight. I love when he pulls the comb out and he starts like combing his hair. <laughs> and then he gets like it just it kind of like cuts and he's combing his hair and like it turns and like he's in that like uh like velvety like tux thing. Yes, and, and like, Lydia's yeah. all in her red dress. Yeah. I love it. Beetlejuice gets mentioned. The red dress is a favorite of cosplayers. I've seen that yes, many a time. It is with the eighties hair, yes. all that hairspray you gotta What's that called with the big bang? Aquanet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I know. It's called Aquanet. Well, the thing, what is it? I was reading the trivia. There's a reason for what is it? Her being in the red dress because it was that old saying if you wear red, you'll end up dead or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Probably because, I mean, so technically mm-hmm. she would have been dead then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while the while Beetlejuice is running his fun house, Adam and Barbara are slowly coming back around. But I love when they're like Adam tries to say something and then his whole fucking jaw falls off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always love that scene. And then they like they're like, "Fuck, where is it?" <laughs> then the chattering teeth. The chattering teeth is my favorite, and how he's teleported into the model. Uh, yes. But we we forgot the creature preacher comes in through the wall. I've always oh, loved yeah, the creature preacher. Little, whatever the hell he was, that little yes, <laughs> that weird voice, yeah. Oh, then Barbara steps in and says, Beetlejuice. And he goes, eek, really loud. Yes, that I've always loved. Because it makes no damn sense. It's just 100% just Michael Keaton doing whatever. Ridiculousness. And then the mouth, the mouth things that he throws on to Barbara. I've always loved the zipper. It always got me. I thought it was the funniest thing as a child to throw a zipper on somebody's mouth. But yeah. to give her credit, she just unzipped it. Yeah, she was smart. And okay, then, <laughs> you say it once, right? And he throws a zipper. Unzip that shit and go, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, real exactly. fucking quick, man. Not exactly. Just, yeah. There's not to be a pause in between them. Like, hurry mm-hmm. the fuck up, Barbara. But then he teleports her to Saturn, but the joke's yeah. on him because Barbara can tame a fucking sandworm, apparently. Okay. I wrote down, um, Barbara tames a sandworm, crashes the wedding, and hops off the sandworm like nothing. Yep. Adam crashes the truck. <laughs> That's yes. him into Beetlejuice's foot. That's yeah. his I mean, fall. it was. I mean, it was like, okay, Adam, you got like five percent of that assist, and then it's like, oh look, bitch, I just jumped off him. Like, hey, Liddy, what's up? I yeah, just Barbara carried the sandworm. Team. Barbara carried the team on that <laughs> one. He eats Beetlejuice. The big sandworm eats Beetlejuice, rides off into the sunset with a full belly while all is so well. So does Beetlejuice get shit out and then just show up in the waiting room later? Or how does that happen? Apparently. I don't know how you die and then you die. I don't what, know. Maybe he narfled the Garthak and he won. Maybe. And he's back maybe. in the waiting room. Mm. Is he waiting for Juno? Who's his caseworker? I need to know <laughs> these things. God damn it, Tim Burton. <laughs> but then... Uh, all is well that ends well, and Lydia's doing well in school, and now she wants her turn to dance. Can okay, I? Oh. Okay, I wrote this down. So is Adam and Barbara basically raising Lydia now, or what the fuck's going on? It seemed like it. Because no, what? see, I thought they were all living there together, because okay. if you look, 
half of the they've now halved the house yeah. you can see where like the Dietz's style ends and no okay I wrote begin. down is Adam and Barbara basically raising Lydia now and I was like okay we'll give you half the house and you can just raise our daughter hey it's a fair trade I mean yeah because the thing is you look about it she comes back she's been taking pictures of the town so they can update his model and then they start asking her like how was your math test or how was your English test and all that stuff like we studied really hard for it but yeah, but to what Paul says, like it seemed like they were doing uh, Charles and Delia's job for them because they're the ones that seem more concerned about Le- Lydia's well-being than her actual freaking parents. Well, well, no, because Charles has that line. It sounds like somebody got an A on her math test or something like that. Like, so they all clearly know what's going on and what's happening, but maybe like. That's just not their things. And the Maitlands never had kids, so maybe they, they're into all that stuff. Oh, you want a kid? I mean, it, it's, you know, it's not Lydia's, or it's not Delia's kids. Yeah, so she's it's just, like, yeah. Charles got no nerves <laughs> left. We don't get along anyway, <laughs> so. Uh. Okay, so in the eventual sequel, will BJ have a small head, a shrunken head, or no? He better. Better. Or at oh. least or at least explain it. I've always loved the shrunken head, because he, he comments on that guy. He goes, oh, is that your yeah. work? That's pretty good work. Like, why would you not expect the Yo, same King! thing to happen? <laughs> I love that he does that, though. He steals a guy's ticket, and he's like, wait a minute, you freaking asshole, and he shrinks his head, and I love... For me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the football players come back to dance with Lydia into the sunset. I don't think we survived mm-hmm. that crash, Coach. Rock your body on time. <laughs> Rock your body to Canada Day. <laughs> and that is the majesty that is Beetlejuice. We all love get, this movie. We brought up the cartoon, and all I have in my head now is the the French one. It was like Beetlejuice. <laughs> the thing that I remember the most about the little, uh, I think his name was Pierre, was the fact that he was always singing Alouetta. Yes, he was. So yeah. I remember being a kid, singing that, and then having my music class and realizing, oh shit, this is an actual song. Mm-hmm. I did the same. The, the cartoon yeah. was amazing. Yes. They should put that on Netflix. We could show our kids that show. If you, oh, here's the thing: we bought the Blu-ray for it because we surprised we didn't have this in our collection, and there were three episodes of it on the on the mm. Blu-ray. Mm. Yeah, we had to steal this movie, this DVD back from our children because they had taken our copy and it was mixed in with their movie, so we had to go take it from them. <laughs> and we did see the complete series at Zia that we almost bought for mm. the cartoon. Nice. Because I'm like, I need to get now. Yeah, and I'm kicking myself like we need to go back and buy that. Yes. This movie is great. Everyone should watch it. It has everything that's amazing for Halloween. Like we said, this uh, is our childhood. This is a, you're going to hear this on a Thursday at the earliest. So you should have already watched this movie at least a few times. Yes. With, yes. With Halloween coming up. So, uh, and, yes. and to anyone out there who's listening that doesn't celebrate Halloween, just watch Beetlejuice anyway because it's an awesome fucking yes. movie. Seriously, yes. if you're in the UK or in another country that knows about Halloween but doesn't really celebrate it, watch Beetlejuice and you'll find you how much to. fun we have with the darkness that is. With the yes. dead, basically. With the dead, yes. <laughs> we watch, Americans watch this movie every year. It like plays on a loop on some channels. <laughs> <laughs> they show it on freeform constantly. Yes. Yeah. yes. This movie is the epitome of dark things that all Americans love. Go watch it. Speaking of which, though, we want to shout out to all of our newly acquired listeners from around the world. We have had lots of new downloads from around the world. We're so yes. happy that you guys are here and are listening to us. Um, if you haven't gone through our older episodes, you can listen to those because we have a lot of good fun ones in those past episodes. We've got a lot of love lately on our 2001 Maniacs episode. That kind of went bonkers over the last few days. So if you listened to that one recently, uh, thank you. And, you know, I hope you liked it because... We've got a lot of great stuff planned for us. We've got a lot of stuff. You know, it's been a year now. We've hit our anniversary finally. Yes. Officially. So if so, you yes. have been here since the beginning, we love you dearly. And send us an email. Say hello if you want some stickers. Or we've got buttons now. 
We've got yes. Scary Nerd Buttons. We've got Ooh. Horror PSA and Scary Nerd stickers. So if you want any stickers or anything, um, podcast at scarynerd.com. Please just let us know. Yes. And remember to always like, share, subscribe, review, you know, tell us what we're doing that you love. Tell us what you don't like. We want to hear from you at podcast at scarynerd.com. You can check us out on all the social medias, the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're on uh you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash scary nerd. You can support us by telling your neighbor to listen to our podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, and tell then your mama, tell your friends. <laughs> tell your mama and them. We will be taking the first two weeks of November off because if you guys didn't know, in America we're having a, a crazy election. So we're going to give ourselves a two week break and then come yes. back with They Live because either way, oh, things movie. are going to be crazy. Uh, and then we'll be doing a couple other things uh, in November, as well as into December. We're going to be coming back to you with 2020 movies throughout the year. We're going to be reviewing and watching some of the great movies from this year. So if you guys have any suggestions, email us. Email us or let us know. What was your favorite horror movie from 2020? There's so many that's come yeah. out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on Shutter and Netflix and things like that. Um, speaking of which, there is a movie called His House coming out on Netflix on Friday the 30th. I, we highly recommend that movie. It is equal parts of drama and horror and just it's it's crazy. It's a great movie. So give it a look. It's an international film. Um, From the UK. Matt Smith, yeah. Doctor Who is in it. So yeah. check it out. A lot, a lot of fun for that movie. It's 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 scary. It's, it's scary. It's dramatic. It's relevant. It's, just, it's everything. Yeah, it's a great movie. So check that out on Netflix. They don't pay us to say this, but uh, it is a good movie. So, But um, hey, Netflix, if you want to pay us to say some stuff, yeah. we're looking for advertisers. Yes. We, we so, won't mind. So Netflix... But or anybody way, else who wants to give us money to advertise, we'll take it. Either way, we're still waiting to hear back from Burger King, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, either way, let us know what you thought the best horror movies of 2020 were. You please email us, podcast at scarynerd.com, podcast at scarynerd.com. We can't say that enough. So, uh, <laughs> let us know what you thought. Um, I think we all love this movie, so we really don't need uh, final thoughts yeah. other than to say yeah. thank you for the past year for me. Um, from all of us here for producer Kim who couldn't be with us. Saul is actually in the quarantine room again. His in-laws are in town. Yeah. He couldn't get, he couldn't, they wouldn't let him out of the house. So yeah. We had to do this over the phone again. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, for, for producer Kim and all of us, thank you so much. It's been a great year. We look forward to doing a lot more. So Yes, and we yes. appreciate everybody yes. who's ever interacted with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yes. If you've listened, if you've downloaded one episode, we love you. If you've listened from the beginning, we love you. We appreciate yes, that people you, are here you, to you, talk horror you. with us. And we hope that yes, we bring you guys you. a fun time. And all the people yes, we've met you, at conventions you, you. and everywhere else. Uh, we love talking horror with you. We look forward to getting back to conventions whenever the hell the world gets its shit together. And we're going to be doing so much more. So yes. thank you all from, yes. from all of us. Yes. And now. Yes, thank you so much. We bid you adieu. We will be back in two weeks. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. We're out. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight, come.